Real quick, man, I want to give a shout-out to one of my shooters, Prince Charla, who's looking down on me, man. He lost his physical July 28, 2021, and I just want to let you know, my brother, somebody that I passed the basketball to, somebody that I've seen shoot the rock at a very high level that it just goes nothing but net, or even when there is no net. I miss you. I love you. On behalf of your whole family, all your friends, we love you, man. We're going to miss you, man. This one's for you. Episode 336, The Rant, Boss Chowla, certified basketball official, in memory of his brother, the one with the jump shot, Prince. It's been the best of times. It's been the worst of times. I've been through both with Boss. Fresh off the death of his brother, we use The Rant as a catharsis to catch up on our lives, our reffing, and the future. All that and more, my conversation with Boss, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from 4 under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit legendsu.com or follow us on Instagram at LILegendsU. Legends are not born, they are created. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest. And this has been so unexpected. And the way I want to really tie this all in, first of all, rest in peace to my man, Prince Chowla. Yes, yes who rest died in peace, my brother. July 28th. Um, I just found this unbeknownst to me. I woke up this morning. And I got a really effed up text from my boy Boss that I haven't talked to in almost, I'd say, two and a half years. But, you know, I'm really happy to see him. But under the circumstances, I found out that his brother died in a car accident. And, you know, before, well, first Boss, Boss is here, yes. Boss Chowla, one of my, yes. my, first, my first mentee, I would say. Yes, your first mentor. So, yeah. Relationship goes back, what, 2012? Almost, almost 10 years yeah. now. Yeah. Almost, which probably sounds very weird to you. It does. Because that was like half your life when I met you. <laughs> Crazy. And you've done a lot of a growing. And I guess we've spent the last hour and a half chopping it up. You know, I know my condolences to losing your brother. But, you know, I really want to highlight the prince that I knew. First time I met him, ironically, this was even before I was an official or officiating that way. Um, I filled in for a team and it comprised of this other kid. He was this Indian kid that was... Um, I guess like a fill-in that day 
the same way I was for that flag football game. And I remember it was like October-ish, October, mm-hmm. I'd say. And um, I remember he was on the sidelines and he took the football and he was shooting it like it was a free throw. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I, I know you filling in. Like is, is that the reason why we're both on the bench? Because we, we, <laughs> they know that we're basketball players. And he's like, you play basketball? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, well, I'm, I'm really good at shooting. And I'm like, no, you're not, man. Mm. I played with a whole bunch of really, really good shooters that I remember just being able to, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, as you know, I'm a more of a pass first basketball player. In fact, I'm a uh, yep. no shoot basketball player, <laughs> especially at the time that the incarnation. I will that get you on met. you. I will get on you. And we'll get into that. But when I met him, you know, he was really just just forthright in, in mm. letting me know how great his jump shot was. Mm. And I was like, all right, man. And I was very skeptical. I was like, well, I could pass the ball. So, I mean, if you want to play one week, let yeah. me see. Like, I, I remember, we, and we went to the park, mm-hmm. and I was still skeptical. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical up until we walked, like, we walked into the park. I'm like, this guy can't shoot. You know what I'm saying? But then it was like halfway, like, you know what? I don't look like I can play basketball, but I can play basketball. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think the first two jump shots he missed. Mm. And I was like, and, but you can see the form, and you can see that it was like, it it's was pure. It was, it was it was close. So yeah. I still wasn't discrediting. And then I think he went eight in a row. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, yeah I want to play with you some more. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's like really how it started. And then he kept telling me about his little brother. He just <laughs> very raw, uh, is not you really know. skilled offensively, but, but is just just relentless on defense. I was like, well, that's yeah. that. I, I would say that I was like, I think I was every bit tenacious in a psychological way, but more, you know, I don't think I, I gave... I gave the same effort, but it wasn't as extreme like you. Like yeah. me, I was always thinking about, like, because me and you are A1, you know, you're A and I'm A1. When it comes to defense, like, yeah, I like yeah. to lock up too. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you can play defense. I like to lock yeah. up too. Like, yeah. That's part of my game. So I think it was just the perfect marriage of saying, like, this guy only want to play defense. This guy only want to play right. defense and it, talk. It was super and, balanced. And this guy want to shoot. So yeah. that's when yeah. we started our, like, our long-standing run. I'd say it happened like two or three summers at least. Yeah. Summer 2012 was the peak. <laughs> we were. It was to the point where we would go to Spino, and then it would just be like, oh, they're here type of vibe. <laughs> I felt it. I, I genuinely did. I was just like, okay, yeah, no. Like, mm. it's like, let us get next. Who got, y'all got next? All right. So but when we get on, we're going to be on. Yeah. Because like even Jeff, our fourth perfect because he got the boards and he played and he was strong we needed he was like our internal guy i was always afraid when he secured the rebound i was like jeff jeff Jeff, yeah yeah he will be a little (laughs) loose with the passes that was but like you know pros and cons but like we needed his his presence yeah so i was super balanced yeah and and back to the analogy that we were saying he was probably like able to like stay on the surfboard but not really like surf but at least he can survive the swim so you know shout out to jeff too but you know i'm really yeah, I, I, what I try to do is when like there's a loss or there's there's something that didn't work out, or you know, I often try to think about like Prince I haven't seen in a very long time. I know that you know he had he had his girl and and he had his kid mm-hmm. and he was living out in Huntington. Yeah, and I just haven't heard from him, but I, I just know that he always wanted to do what he wanted to do because I remember too when we were both fiends to play basketball, he was the one that was like, kind of like dissolving it gradually and right. not, not by accident. It was just yeah. more like he was focused on like the things that he was trying to accomplish. He yeah. was trying to become a mechanic at that car. MTA stuff. Yeah, and they, and he, he was a, he was a car inspector for MTA for seven years, bro. 
And MTA showed him a lot of love, and I got a lot of appreciation for MTA mm. because they came, they showed up to like the service, and they like people were speaking on his behalf, and like they showed him a lot of genuine love, and everybody really like you know we really appreciated the yeah. family, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so you know, I I, I feel as though he bro- kind of broke us all up, but it's it's great to like just remember those moments, man. I, I I'll just say like. I can't even pinpoint a favorite moment. You know what I mean? Like, I remember this one time, this really tall, tall dude. He looked like he played somewhere. I don't know where he played, but I mean, look at us, man. You're Indian. He's Indian. I'm Filipino. I'm yeah. like, well, who like, are we? Yeah, we Listen, we're not, yeah. not going to win, but no, we're going to win. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I think the the incognito factor is is, is great because like when we come through, it's just like, oh, they're just, they're just here for fun. Like, they, it, ain't a, it ain't a threat at the end of the day. But once we get on, it gets it get it becomes real scary. Yeah, you know, yeah. We so was, we were scary. I remember this one tall, tall kid, and I think at that point we won five in a row. And I remember we was legendary status when we put the rim up because <laughs> he put, he put his. I was like, "Yo, get your tools," and he's like, "I don't want to get them." I'm like, "We're not gonna play then." Yeah, and he's like, "Fine." So, um, I just remember this one kid just didn't believe that he had the gym, so. He shoots one, he shoots two in a row. He shoots. I remember like, that game. He's like, all right, exactly now I'm going to D about. up. So then he yeah. did that one where he like goes one, one bounce forward. Then yeah. comes back yeah. with the, with yeah. the, yeah. yeah. Just, just devastating. That was a devastating the look moment. On, the looks on their faces is, is priceless. Devastating like, moment. Wait, what's happening? Yeah. He's not supposed to be able to do that. Somebody that looks like him should not be able to do what he just did. Yeah. AKA, um, you're getting as like their perception, you're getting bodied by a singing. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. No, oh. oh yeah. No, we're, we're not. We're not just... that far. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No <laughs> but you get the analogy. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. You know, we used to, we used to really Kaniac Park, Spino Park. We used to just go. You know, that summer was great. Mm-hmm. Actually, my favorite memory of playing basketball actually is me, my brother, and my cousin. You met my cousin. Uh, we played with him at Prospect. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, what was his name again? Uh, Kehar. Dave. Dave was his nickname. But like, yeah. So we played, it was me, us three. We went to the cage in West 4th Street in the village. And we played at the cage. And of course, same thing. Like three Indian guys coming to the cage. Like this is going to be easy work type stuff. We lost the first game. The second game we came back on, we Busted their ass, mm. busted their ass, and they were like, "What? What's happening?" Type shit. Mm. Block some. I remember block some dude from the back. And I hit the game winning three. It was just like vivid, very vivid memories. I actually wrote a paper on it. and Got an A in college. I actually sent it to you, and you let me know what you think. But yeah, so that was my favorite time playing basketball. I vividly remember that. What is your memory of like when I got on board? Did did Prince like warn you that he found somebody that can pass the basketball? I'm I'm interested to hear what that interaction was. He was just like, "This is guy that loves to pass." I think that's what he said verbatim. If not mistaken, <laughs> that's it. That's like, real shit. Like, I met like, this guy that just loves to loves to, to pass, and I love to shoot. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew already know he was like you know our he was our he was gonna lead us there. He was our scorer. So when he told me he's like he got somebody that can pass, I'm like, all right, cool. So let's just let's run it. And then when you saw it for yourself, what did you think? I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty. I was, uh, what's the right word? Was it better than you thought, or what you thought, or not? I don't know what to expect. Mm. To be honest with you, I was just like, all right, let's just like almost. It's, see what type it's of strange. Game. My super, my my superpower is very strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are like that good at that. So even me in the NBA, when I see somebody that can like really like, 
I wouldn't even say I'm like Chris Paul because I'm not like Chris Paul. Mm. I'm still like Rondo. But Rondo, I don't know. He plays like old man now. I'm yeah. trying to think somebody that's like super crafty. I don't know, man. LeBron. LeBron. I, I, I kind of pass like LeBron. And it sounds like blasphemy. But you are as my <laughs> witness. You know that I you can pass, pass at the bow. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I think the way I could really celebrate Prince's life, aside from having all of those deep, great, amazing memories of, you know, playing basketball with him. I met him first. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I really had a bond with you. Yeah. I didn't really talk to your brother like that. So to me, I feel like the greatest gift that your brother gave me is you. And, you know, I'm really thankful that under the circumstances, I'm happy that we've been able to reconnect, man. But likewise, um, you know, just going through this show, I, you know, I, I think that to me, I'm sure that's an emotional thing that he could say, you know, I just want to ask you just two questions about mm -hmm. your brother. Um, one is what's your favorite memory playing basketball with him? And, and just like if you wanted your brother to be remembered in a certain way, what would you want? many years from now, like when, you're, when your daughter's 20 years old, how do you want them to remember their Uncle Prince? Okay, so to answer the first question, I would say, I, I think I already described my favorite memory of basketball, and it's probably the cage. That was a great time, just because like, I feel like that was like the best venue. You know, we only played in like parks in Long Island, but to go to the city, to go to the cage, where like, it's actually, you know, that's a- that's What made y'all go there that day? <sighs> My cousin was the one who introduced me to that park. He's in the village a lot. And uh, he's like, you know, what we would do is like we would bring a change. Of, uh, we would actually go dressed up like, you know, polo jeans. And we would bring our basketball clothes with us. But we would go and drink mojitos. We would go chill in the city. And then we would change into our basketball clothes and then go hoop. A little tipsy or whatever, but it don't matter. You know, I was like, let's have a good time. You You're know? still effective tipsy. <laughs> no, for, for real. So we did. We would do that. So that day, all three of us did that. We went to some spot. We was chilling. Boom. And then we just like, all right, let's go, let's go play some basketball, right? Mm. But it was definitely that time. It was the best time. I feel like it was just because of the venue. Like it just is a different aura of playing in front of people. You know, people are just always there watching. You know, mm. it's like the city. It's just like a totally different dynamic. I feel like the talent is definitely different than like you know Spino or Prospect Park or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I just think that time was my favorite time. Um, to answer your second question, I would say the one thing I want. My brother to be remembered about is the fact that like he's a he's a giver you know what i'm saying like he's a straight giver and like he's just the biggest heart give the shirt off your back and like just really you know do anything for people like i remember his teacher used to tell my parents that he doesn't do his own work he'll stop the school work that he's doing and go help somebody and then do his work that's the type of person he was you, you thought know? that was funny right i was just like, like why would you I, do that I, right like, <laughs> and i was just like that's just who he was you know mm. and that's why i want my daughters to remember that you know he's just a giver actually uh, it's funny because i told you like my wife's pregnant right now and she's you know gonna give birth on monday uh and uh i got to choose the middle name her name is the first name is zaya and i got to choose the middle name and i was like prolonging it i don't know why i was just like i don't know what to choose i don't know what to choose then all this happens, and I was just like, I gotta incorporate my brother into this name. This was only right, and uh, I was just doing a lot of thinking. I was just like, you know, his name was Prince, Scheduled Princess. I was just like, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. But uh, a couple of my friends, Ian and Steve, you met them, yep. And uh, we was literally eating pizza, and we were just talking about it, and we just like, I was like, yo, my brother was a giver. What I just said earlier. 
So we looked up some names, and they looked up a name called Karima. Karima, uh, with a, excuse me, excuse me, um, with a um, uh, Arabic origin, and it means giver, to give. And I was like, Zaya Karima sounds nice to me. Mm. So Zaya Karima Srichala would be her name. And I was like, I got to, I just want my daughter to have that quality of my brother. Yeah. And part, that part of him to live on through her, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. That's, listen, that's, that's a really, uh, it's a noble thing, man. We talked about that off air of just like the cycle of life, just like losing your brother, but then gaining a daughter and, yeah. I did want to ask you, man, what's it like having all these girls in the, in the crib, B? Like, and let, let me tell you, if you knew Boss like 10 years ago, this guy is like the most masculine, hard, like extreme, like, I'm a man. Like, so for you to have yeah, it's, karma. It's, it's, it is karma. It is karma. It's 100% karma. And my mom actually used to, is actually joking about that even today because I used to always tell her I want three boys. I don't know why I said that. Three boys, three boys, three boys, three boys. Now I got two girls. So I just feel like that's just God's way of saying like, you know, <laughs> shut up. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. You don't have a choice yeah, to be yeah, hard. So, but I'm not. Honestly, man, I I've, I genuinely feel blessed. I feel like the what Nzinga, my first daughter, like did to me, and just like really like didn't even understanding that there was a type of love like this, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like understanding like I could love something like this, and it's just like because like she looks a lot like me too. So like it's just like damn, that's like that's fire. That's me. Yeah. You know, well, just, you see Dollar over there. Shout no. out to Dollar, who's on. Yeah, yeah he's right. you forgot that he was here. Yeah, right? I did. I really he, did. I treat him like an adult. So like, no, but that's good though. It's good. It's good to set him up early. You know, and that's what we plan on doing with. Yeah, yo, I made him listen know? to Pusha T four summers ago. Heavy, like he knows the words and all. He knows like the order of the songs and. That's fire. I said, "Is this a good word or a bad word? Bad word." Yeah. When can you use so it? understand cursing? Understand that you don't use it. Adults use it. All I mean, time. I just hate it when and and you know your parents were on the on the stricter side, right? Yeah. They were just yeah, like yeah, for sure. Where who thought you had to curse? Uh, I mean, it's very easy to find it when no one like oh, when you nice. forbid it. Like you know what I'm saying? It makes you more curious. It, yeah. I think it sets you up in a different way. So I, I would okay. rather just expose him into the things. But you know, I think when I started getting into the officiating side, and this is why it's interesting that you're here because. I think when I started getting into the officiating side, I was still trying to like figure out the whole situation. I remember like one time it was like raining. You came to a, a like a CYO game. Like I, I don't even remember the last time I did CYO. So to think about just like, it, it was kind of like I was trying to mentor you, but like I wasn't even that far. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But I was just aggressive in trying to figure out like how yeah. to do this. So, you know, I think a lot of the, um, the genesis and foundation of referee rant, not, from its namesake, but more so like its style, the, the, the way I stylized it, the, the, way, the way I thought about it was, I remember Boss and I, we would just have all of these long-winded, um, very just high-level academic type of basketball conversations. And I just remember like your opinions were just always on point because you came from a certain perspective and you really believed in the things that you said. And even though I believed it or not believed it, it was like, I feel you on that. Like, yeah. that's... Yeah, mutual, so mutual. I always felt as though all of the back talk that we... Like, once you started getting into reffing and when, when, when it, like, happened to you of saying, like, yeah, I'm kind of okay with not playing. Like, I'd rather get yeah. this money. And, right. like, but you still weren't really taking it that serious. No. But um, I just think it was cool that, you know, I was trying to figure it out and you were trying to figure it out. And, and but... Uh, before all that, before all that, 
this pandemic has been so long. I mean, mm. so long to the point where from March 2020 to you losing your brother, all of the crazy things that have just happened. I even saw today this morning a tweet. Governor Abbott just said that he yeah, needs he's help. Tripping. He, he, well, he's just, he be I tripping. And he, wasn't he at the he border needs, right quick? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the one thing, man. Yo, I, I want to let, that, listen, you're from Texas now. You, no, you I'm live, not from Texas. Do not say that ever again. Okay, you live in, okay, you live Queens, in Texas, right? I was born in Queens, raised in Long Island. Okay. So I'm from Long Island. But I you, don't care. you live in Texas right now, but right? I reside in Houston, Texas. I just want to let people know. Okay. Right? Anybody that thought that January 6th was a picnic or whatever, I just want to let you know that when you're trying to protect the border, Texas Texas was Mexico. It was. That's true. Like, it was Mexico. I took Texas history in college. Yes. Like, it was Mexico. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> just, just remember that. Thank you. That's Thank all you I'll say. Me. But just the whole pandemic, and I know that it, it probably has changed a lot since you know, your brother died because I'm sure that that kind of fills all of the sadness and it, and it really focuses on that. But just in general, just the pandemic of, of raising a kid of like the way things have been with just a mask and just not knowing just a whole bunch of uncertainty with life. I mean, yo, I remember when the bubble came on mm -hmm. and the games were like two, four, I was so amped. Yeah. Cause I just was doing nothing. <laughs> I was just doing nothing. <laughs> so just how has your pandemic been, man? My pandemic, man, has been like a little bit of a blur in itself because at that time, a lot was also happening. Like I told you off air, like since I met my wife, it's been constant change. It's been, I've been needing to adapt. And if I had no like, like capability of adapting, I would be in fuck, I would be in trouble. I would be in real trouble. Cause it just also changed. Like, so March, 2020 pandemic happens. Um, my wife and I are like, all right, we're done with this apartment. We need to get a house. So we've been house hunting before the pandemic even started. We looked at places. And then once that happened, it's just like, okay, what are we going to do now? You know, and we find a house, go through the whole process, which is, which was a whirlwind in its own, because that's a, that's a whole, like anybody that's closed on a home understands like the different steps, all the different like intricacies that's involved with like buying a house. So that in itself was its own crash course. Um, I'm also like looking to a career change and getting out of like juvenile detention and trying to get into the education side of it. And so everything was just a blur. So we closed on our home on July 23rd, 2020. It's uh, a year, just a few weeks ago, fully, full, full year in our home. So super blessed about that, trying to build like, you know, generational wealth, like all the, all the stuff that we got to do as parents and like, exceed that like, our parents didn't do for us that we gotta like take this baton and take it further now your parents get everything man they came to here they came here no 100 and i, I and you I, and i know you know that when you go back to india you like i'm so happy i live in east meadow <laughs> i went to india in 2011 man i was 20 years old you were like east meadow it I is was, i was like i i really and that's why i think everybody should travel because i feel like it changes your scope like i feel like it really helps you put things in perspective and i think everybody should travel and see like oh this is how y'all live. Mm. Like, I got it like this. I'm complaining about shit like this, but like, y'all don't even got water. Right. Like, what, like, what the, like, well, how's that work? You know? Mm. So, like, I just, that's why, you know, I think that's important. But anyway, but yeah, so super blessed about, like, you know, my parents coming here for sure. sure. Yeah, me yeah, man. That's, that's how I feel. I remember just in my 20s, right around and getting it, I'd just be like, damn. Like, I'm fortunate to date an Indian woman because I'm in America. Mm hmm. 
and that would only happen in the United States. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just definitely shout out to all of the um, the immigrants that have come here that have, you know, really paved the way for first generation immigrants like us, man. And I, I feel like if you're not a first generation, like if you're not a first generation child or person of the States, you don't understand the struggle of growing up in a house that, you know, it's like conflicting ideologies. It's always a, a power struggle because, you know, they got a different whole different perspective they come from a different world than us you know we come from the states all we know is like this culture but they're trying to impose old school culture in a country where it has no business being in in a sense you know it's just like so you're trying to battle like you know then it's like a battle of identity like who am i am i trying to like am i on this old school indian type of culture or am i on like what's around me culture so like you know you're really trying to find yourself yeah so it's, I feel like only if you're a first generation, you kind of understand that struggle. I know you, you I know you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was as draconian as what you've experienced because I feel like it was like, I don't know. I just kind of bullied my, myself out of it. I was just like, bro, that is, that just doesn't work out here. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not going to follow it and I'm going to do something about it. And you're going to see the end result has been successful for me. So right. that's why my dad would always say, you always think you're 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 smarter than it's like i mean listen man i'm from here so it's your fault <laughs> yeah i mean you came here right so, yeah. yeah but you know under the circumstances i guess this is a perfect opportunity for me to say thank you because you know i feel like subconsciously you have been an inspiration for me of wanting to create a podcast all of those off off the record conversations that we had just about refereeing just like remember when we was at the point because i you know, I do remember like once we started kind of like right before we started losing communication, that's when I like was really figuring it out. And like right. I was able to like really explain it to people. So, mm -hmm. you know, now, as you could imagine, that was such a long time ago. I've obviously grown from that. And, you know, just learning about people on this podcast and able to express myself and, you know, be able to give you a platform to just even grieve, to even just reminisce and just be happy for a slice of time. I want to talk about where did you grow up? What did you play growing up? What did you play in middle school, high school, and in college? Man, middle school, I didn't, I didn't do nothing. Uh, I, I liked basketball from an early age, but, like, I wasn't good at all, uh, to be honest. In high school, I made a JV team my freshman year. That was my first time I made. First year of high school, I made the team. And my brother was a, my brother was a, a senior, and we was, you know, both the high school at the same time. And he so, was on the team, he right? was on varsity. How yeah. was he? He was good. He started. He started his senior year. He was good, but like, you know, he didn't have a lot of plays, <laughs> you know. And uh, he was good. It's just, but his coach in high school definitely, like, really changed his game. He's the one who gave him that jump shot. His coach in high school. Coach, Who's his coach? Coach Dixon. Coach Dixon. Coach Dixon helped him change his, helped him change. Uh, Helped him uh, change his jump shot. Because he, like, my, me and my brother both used to shoot with our, like, elbows out, in a sense. Like, our form was all the way messed up. I kind of changed mine on my own. It's still kind of messed up. I don't know. Yeah, but, your, your, your shot is messed up. Yeah, thanks. But I still made them. I miss, I still made them shots. So. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, and one day he was just like, I'm going to change your jump shot. So he just took him in front of the, like, right in front of the rim and just had him shoot with that perfect form. He's like, shoot 10 like this. Take a step back. Shoot 10 like this. Take a step back. Oh, you missed it? All right, take another 10. You know, it really was patient with him. And he changed his, and he's the one that really made him that lethal. Made him automatic. Made him automatic. Unlocked it for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gave us that gift, you know. So, 
Yeah, he was good. So my freshman year, I just did that, um, you know, and that was like the only year I played in school because I was a, a troublemaker in school. So I got mm. suspended every single year after that. I was bu- I would bust the varsity kids' ass in open gym when I was like 11th and 12th grade. Yeah, but you couldn't stay on the court. But I couldn't stay on the court because I was doing too much too much nonsense in the classroom, and you know, I was just I was just finding myself in trouble. Is that something that you regret now? Know. Honestly, I don't. I don't regret it. I don't regret that only because, like, yeah, I would have played high school, but like, I played a lot of basketball in my life, and I don't like. I, to me, I'm just like, all right. You know, I played in leagues, so I played in some organized games. Like, you know, I told you about SABL, which you took, <laughs> which which you got quite acquainted with afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, no, you know, I think everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, you know. But, yeah, so that was my only experience playing. I did an Indian tournament on Saturday. This guy said Indian it was, tournament. It, it was crazy. Like, the <laughs> the new kids, because they're all, like, one one tournament was, like, 19 and under. They're pretty good, man. Like I was like, damn, these these kids are pretty good. Like yeah. I, I, it was like a, like heavy competition. Listen, they're not they're not f- high flying, but like yo, just for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. No, they playing ball. As a, yeah, as a ref, you, I've seen a lot of kids. I was just like, okay. Yeah, they playing yeah, like, ball. Yeah, they hooping right now. So. Mad at that? Yeah. I wish I knew all these moves. That I'd, I'd probably call it a walk though. <laughs> Right, and me, I was always the ref. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. "No, that's a walk. I don't yeah, care." That third step, that third step. Um, so, I think what was interesting is that you started seeing in real time. And normally, what I ask people is like, "How you got into refing?" But I know you got into refing through osmosis. But mm-hmm. when I started getting into it deep, and I started like hesitating on playing ball, I knew that you probably thought that that was weird. When was like the first? Like, what was your first recollections of like me refing? And you not refing yet? Probably like flag when he was doing flag, and you was just like putting some time into that. And I was just like, damn, you're spending a lot of hours refing <laughs> flag football. Like I don't, understand, I didn't understand it. Never even been in a game, even though my cousin played, which is why you met my brother that day. Um, but yeah, so like I was like, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Then I think I went one day, and I think I watched you, and I was just like, oh, okay, like you know. Like, it's just like the, I think we both have the similar, like, trait of, like, we like the, like, the whole competition aspect. So, it's just, like, even being around it was just mm. like, oh, I could feel it. Mm. I like, I like watching competition or anything competing, I, I'm, I'm with it, you know. Mm. So, I feel like that, that's what really drew me to refing. It's just like, okay, I can still be around it. I'm making money. And, but, like, I even like the, like, analytical approach to it. I was going to say, I feel like subconsciously the reason why, like, I didn't tell your brother to do it and more so, like, the way you wanted to do it is because, like, you just love watching sports. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just... you like anything. Yeah, so I was like, why don't yeah. you just learn how to, like, yeah. adjudicate it? That way you're watching the sports and you're getting paid for it right. and you're getting exercise, which I think is, like, the holy trinity of right, 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 right. the whole thing. And Yeah, and that's what it was, man. And that just opened the door to officiating. It went from, like, flag football to, like, what, softball and then hardball and then, and then like, basketball. And then once it was basketball, it was just, like, yeah, that's that's the one. And it made the most sense because that was my first love, right? So right. I love basketball. So it's also, I think, the most toughest sport to officiate, I think, mm. because the pace, offense and defense. I feel like in football, there's breaks. 
baseball there's breaks. I disagree halfway. I think hockey's the the hard. Uh, ho- only because that's, that's a you see how they be I mean, backpedaling and then going true. on top I of mean, the boards it, and then like breaking I, up the fights. Like that's that's real. That that is real. I I I give you that. And that puck, would you be scared? No, I'd be 100. scared. That's one hundred. That's one hundred. Hockey is a. I'll give they you not that. covering their teeth. Hockey. I never thought about hockey. They not covering their teeth. I can't teeth. even skate. I can't Imagine skate. you get one to the to the teeth. Yeah, no, I'm good. Now, okay, so I'll give you hockey, but, but I'm talking about as far as like the basketball, baseball, football, like stuff that I've like been around. Mm. Basketball's by far, I feel like, hundred percent is is the toughest, hundred percent. Because even even fans, you got to take the fans into the uh, into the concept as well, because they're they're right there, you know. Like in baseball, they might be a little farther away; they're outside the cage. Football might be a little; they're definitely different, you know. Football, they're outside, and but basketball, they're right there. So you, if you blow a call. They see it, and it's just like they could—they could tell you personally, like, "Hey, <laughs> what are you doing?" You know. So, mm. so somehow I co—I don't even remember how I coaxed you to do flag football. You ended up doing it. You started doing kids games. Tell me what you remember about that. Man, I just remember just doing kids games and just—you know—I was just floating around. I was just trying to figure it out. Like you know, I think I just watched you. So. Also, I'm sure that like you saw me do it, but yeah. then you wasn't That's around. But then education. once you started doing it, and then saw me do it, then how did you feel? I was like, okay, I got a lot of work to do, right? So I was just like, just figure out like what I'm doing. I think I think it's for me watching somebody do something that I'm the way that I'm supposed to do it, like works for me. I'm mm. a visual person, so I think watching you definitely helped. I think watching anything like you know even like, you know, for basketball, like watching good refs ref. Like even when I'm in Houston, I'm just watching somebody ref, and I could be like, "Oh, I could, I know he's a good ref." I could tell. I'm like, "What makes him a good ref?" Let me just watch that. Okay, it's his body. It's his body. You know, his 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 his, you know, the way he's standing, his his posture, mm. his mechanics, mm. his communication, his presence, his everything. Okay, let me do that. Let me see what that looks like. Let me get in the mirror and like you know, really, see where where my elbows are when I when I put you know white thirteen up and you know it's stuff like that. So uh, visuals helped me. When it came to basketball, once you found that, um, I guess just talk about like transitioning to Houston because you were trying to find your foot in camp, but then you ended up, I ended up you know, that was more important yeah, I met my for wife. you to do that at the time. Yeah, I had to um, move to Houston. So when you moved to Houston, what was that like just moving and then just trying to figure out the, the network portion of it? I mean, it just, I, I, that being able certified helped me the most. Uh, you know, that got me connection to Steve Ellinger, uh, who's IABO, and he has New York roots as well. Yeah, he's from uh, Wanto. Yeah. He comes yep. to my Zoom calls. Yeah, yeah, Steve Ellinger, yeah. yeah Always on the Zoom yeah, calls. He, he actually assigns the, the refs for, like, Houston Rocket practices and stuff like that. So, like, he, yeah, he, he has some, yeah, he, he does some serious things. So, but uh, he put me into in touch with Steve Oaks, which was the assigner for Tasso. So Steve Ellinger, I was certified, gave me the connection to Steve Oaks. You know he's the um he's like the head guy in the G League, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that. And that's why I want him and he knows who I am and I want him. Why he, I asked him on a Zoom call, you don't sound like you're from Wanta. You sound like you spent a lot of time in Texas. <laughs> I mean, he's I, like very funny, Ralph. <laughs> you know, he's good people. Not like real genuine. I I like Steve. Steve's good people. So, yeah, he put me into Steve Oaks, and he's the assigner for Tasso. And then he told me, like, listen, pay the dues, and I'll give you games. And that's how I was telling you off air. Like, the process to getting games in New York compared to Houston, totally different. Like, Tell me we, how. 
because you that class was real and you um, you know all about it because you're the one who obviously who took it twice before me <laughs> and you told me about like you and but i really appreciate you because you taking it twice gave me you gave me the best education this well you gave I, me the best I, advice. I told you like even me i <coughs> Damn, I didn't pass. Right. Like it's got to right. be, it's got to be something I got to take serious. Right, right. and the, I, re- I still remember what you told me, which gave me the best advice. Which was the best advice? Pretend you don't know nothing about the game. That's what you told me. I don't know if you remember. That. I remember. You, you told me that, and I was just like, okay. You know, you taking it twice and tell me that you had to pay it twice and wait a whole year until you had to take it again. I love like saying that, that. That whole that whole thing, and I really like thought about it. I was like, I cannot do that. I got like, if you did it, like, I mean, I can't do it. Me. And yeah. I, yo, yeah. I, you know how I, f- I felt like I had the scarlet letter. Right. Like there was so many people. I'm not gonna name the referees, okay. but I'll say like, son. Like he, like he passed the written test. He deserves it. Like I'm a, I'm a fool. I'm that, a buffoon. That written test in itself. I'm a buffoon. See, like was it fifty questions? You cannot get six wrong or seven wrong. Something. I don't like know, that. but I deserve to fail because yeah. I was, I was uh, underestimating it. I'm like, bro, I watch back. I play ball. I, I watch ball all day. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that. Yeah. So once passing the written test and finding out I only got one question wrong. I was super proud because honestly, bro, until that moment, until I took that written test, I've never studied for any test as hard as I did for that test in my life. No, that's not. You really wanted it, though. Because it was about basketball. You didn't want to join my club. Not that. And also, I was just (laughs) like, I need to, like, if I'm so, if I love the game, like, Mm -hmm. I should understand what this is. Like, Mm -hmm. I should, you know what I'm saying? I should be able to comprehend all this. So, like, I I remember being, I was working construction at the time in the city. And I remember being at like a random Starbucks where I would just post up for the day and just like taking the test over and over, over and over, practice tests, practice tests, going through like the stuff that we worked on. Get in your rule box. <laughs> yeah, man. So once passed the written test, then it's like, it's, that's not. You had Landolfi, right? I did. I had done. Done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good people, man. So real. I love the realness. Though. But, I'm too but, old. But like after you pass a written, is it, written test, then you got to do the floor test. Mm-hmm. And you were there for that. So like you remember that. And I was just so, it's just, I don't think if you don't, if nobody's ever you was done nervous? it. nervous? Of course. <laughs> shook. I was shook because like if, if people don't understand this, like you are a new ref. You're doing a, a scrimmage at the time. You have one side of the bleachers as his parents and people that are there, you know, for the game, the audience. And the other side is a straight assigners and just like evaluating, evaluating you and just seeing like, okay, like how can he ref? And that, sh- that shakes you a little bit because you're like, oh shit, that side is just watching me. So, and you don't know what, like, you know, it's your first time reffing and you know that if you don't do good, you're not getting certified. Right. So there's people that pass it written that didn't pass the floor. I was just like, and I was talking to them afterwards, like, ooh. Like, that sucks. Because mm. I know they put in work to study for that written test like I did, but now you've passed, you failed the floor test. Yeah, but now you, now you, it, the tables have flipped. Like, now you're, now so, you're the alpha in the situation because yeah. you know how to run, you know how to, you know, yeah. You already reffed. How much did sure. that help you, too? Just, I think, even did. though you didn't know anything about flag football, but I'm sure that the reffing aspect helped. Like, it did. Looking like a ref. Right, right. I think just like playing the role as like, Fake it till you make it, in a sense. And if you don't ref, you don't understand it. But, like, in a sense, you kind of kind of do that. Like, if I, I – let me act like – because they don't know me. So I could come in, even if I'm a, right behind my ears in the game, like, I could still come in and be like, I does this. Like, and I'm going to sell it. If you could, I'm a salesman. Like, I work sales a lot. So <laughs> in my history of jobs, I worked as a salesman. So I could, I could sell. So if I could sell, let me just sell it. Mm. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it like I've done this for 10 years. And that's it. Damn. 
So going into Houston, you know, it's interesting when I talked to you, I think I talked to you May 2019, right? So mm-hmm. I think I just started getting referee rent. I mean, it's obviously grown a lot more since then. Yeah. Um, Shout out to you. Thanks, man. Um, but at the time, I, I, like I was feeling the momentum. Yeah. I was feeling the momentum. And I think what's weird about referee rent is like there's nothing before or after it. So like I'm just riding... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's weird to have notoriety in the refereeing game mm-hmm. without the ref part. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So it's, like it's, a, it's a different realm. It's weird. It's like somebody yeah. will like, like yeah. the other day, it's, it felt like coming to America. They were like, ever since I was born, I was here to marry you. Like I met somebody at Island Garden. They were like, I know your voice. I'm like, mm. all right. How do you know? Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard 80 of your, and it's like, I have no idea who this is. Yeah, that's dope. And that's how he really feels. Like, yeah, that's how he yeah. genuinely feels. So, I guess to have that type of notoriety without reffing is like, you know, it's big. It's, right. it's, it's big to me. But um, I think at the time, I started to feel that. Like, mm-hmm. that started to be a thing. And it was something that I just, I was just very confused of. Um, but I think at that time, you were kind of finding your footing in Houston two yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your kid already. We're already married. Yeah. Starting to realize the apartment is not it. You got to figure something out. And you just had ambition for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. In terms of officiating, um, what was the trajectory like? And then how much has the pandemic stalled all of, I guess, your conquests? So the trajectory of my officiating uh, career has just been like, you know, I, I got to Houston. I started with JV. Cool. Like, let me just do a year of that. So my first year, I just did JV. And I was like, okay, let me, that was like the year I was like, I got to learn three person. Like I, what I would do is like, I would work my JV games and I would stay and watch the varsity game and just watch the three, like all three officials. I'm like, how do they work? How's that whole dynamic of three officials on the court work? And I would call my wife a lot and she'd be pregnant too. And she like would need stuff. And I would ask her, I'm like, is it okay if I stay and watch? Because it was important to me, and she knew that, and she was super supportive. Even if she, some days she was like, "I kind of need this, I will come home," but like, she said, "Like, okay, you can stay. You know, watch the game." And I would just watch. And I just, I wouldn't record it. I just like just meant, take mental images of like why they're so effective on the court. Like, what about it? You know, just keep analyzing, just watching, and just watching. I just, I think that helped me a lot. So next year I was like, "Okay, I gotta get at least a varsity game this year," and I did. And I was like, "Okay, cool." So, like, just worked on three-person as much as I could, three-person mechanics, you know, movement, all that, uh, PCA, of course, you know, all that stuff. Mm. So, and I think that, I think once I learned the whole, like, once the game got a little slower, then it got enjoyable mm. for me. And I, I still got a lot to go. I know that. I know I, there's a lot of aspects that I need to, you know, until I feel content to where I'm at, I know I got a lot more to learn and and, and grow with, but I, I, it got more enjoyable when I wanted to ref a good quality game and a close one. That's when I was like, okay, if I want the smoke, then I really was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm mm. feeling it. So that, that was, I, it was, it was good to feel that way when you're just like, you know, this feeling like I don't want to be here. There's like, there's a game where you just like, damn, this clock cannot go fast enough. <laughs> and I know you know what I'm talking about. It's just like, can Definitely. I, like, and like basketball, like it's painfully slow. It could be, you know, depending on the, on the game, you know, because it'd be like, oh my God, it's still the third quarter and I want this game to be over. So going from that to being like, I know I got this and I, you know, 
it's, 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 been, it's been nice. That's so cool to hear all of those machinations of what you said. Um, you know, that's also really cool that, you know, I, as you mentioned before, when, when we were you know, sitting on the lawn chairs, you were saying, help me. Yeah. And I don't know if you like, like you picked up on when I said, like, you've always, I've always helped no, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. What did you feel like when, when I said that to you? That I felt that, you know. Is that the first time you ever thought of it that way? No, no, no. I felt that once we like talked when I got to Houston. I felt that way. I felt that way. I was just like, and you said that, you verbalized that via text too. Like, you know, like I always got you type, type of wave. And I, I felt that. And um, yeah, man, it's just, it's, I appreciate that, man. Like, you know, things happen weirdly, but like, it's just, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of weird, the way I could tie this in, ironically speaking, you ever met my boy Irv? You remember that name? I think so. He, Sounds... he played in the Limbrook League. That... The Limbrook League? Oh, the one with the... Can we talk about the first time out when you uh, did a basketball game with me when you weren't certified before you took the floor test and I put you in the fire? Oh, my God. How was you... Fi you I remember I was it was like 18, 18 minutes and 32 seconds. I was like... I was like, yo, you good? And you were like, no. <laughs> I was, bro, you put me in adult league and I did, I never wrecked before. <laughs> like adult league. So you imagine how that went. I was so I was so shit, I've never bro. seen I, yo, I think, I was like, I think What's happening? yo, we've played ball in like ninety-three degrees humidity yeah. with yeah. like the partly cloudy. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen you sweat the way you sweated that day. Yeah, no, nah, it was real. It was real. If like, like again, like if you haven't been there, man, you don't know because it's just like it's just so many things. Let's say, like, what am I looking at? Okay, they, I gotta do this. I gotta be. I go. Oh, there's a foul. I gotta call. Like, a little different just, when you gotta pull the trigger. Yeah, it's just like, oh, do I? You know, you you, you when you got the hard. whistle. When yeah. you don't got the whistle, everyone it's, tough. But when you got the whistle, it's so different. That's why I have a different level of respect and appreciation for officials or in all in all and that, sports. That happened. In all sports. That happened immediately when you did that. Absolutely. And were you so surprised how hard it was compared to flag football? Yeah. Oh my God. It's a different animal. Totally different animal. Flag football is like, yeah. Because a flag football, a, a foul, a penalty, something can happen and you got to get it right there. But then it's slow. Like basketball just it plays in rapid succession. It's just like, you just got to be on it. You know, and you got to have a short memory. If you don't have a short memory, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Mm. You're in trouble. Because there's going to be sometimes going to be like, I, you know this, like, fuck. Like, I missed that one. Yeah. Or like, damn, like, that could have gone this way. Not as I, much anymore. Not anymore. But I'm saying, like, in the beginning. Like, right. you know, like, you you have that and you're just like, okay, I got I to gotta turn it around. I'll tell you where I'm at in my point in my career. And I'm, I'm not even talking about college because I think college is like a crapshoot. Like, it's all merit. Like, mm -hmm. where we're from, Long Island, is more politically based. So, like, I feel like, to me, at my point in my career, trying to still figure out the political part. Because I know I could blow the whistle. Like, that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But... The way you get ahead is like learning how to politic. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So like I'm at the point now in Nassau where the coaches know my name, mm -hmm. which is like that's a big step. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning when you start, as you know, you go to JV, you back in the garbage can. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you're the top in JV because there's people that are here right. that aren't going to make varsity. Then when you get to varsity, you back at the bottom of the garbage can. Mm -hmm. So you got to learn how to like this coach don't know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who this? Like, you you sure it's the right call? I remember um, three years, two two or three years ago, I was with Kaz. Shout out to Kaz, uh, Catholic League assigner in Long Island. Mm -hmm. I had a game with him. And that's when you know, like, all right, you moving up. Like, you're doing yeah. a game with the assigner. 
Um, I called the I called the player control foul on Chaminade. They were playing St. Francis Prep, who ended up winning the double A chip that year. Um, I called the player control. The Chaminade coach was like, "Who is this guy?" Like he's saying it like, mm. but like, I know I'm a hundred now. Yeah, but it don't matter. I'm like, this is what you got to go through when you in the garbage can. Mm -hmm. Kaz did a little, whatever he said, and after that he was like, "Good call, Ralph." I was like, "Damn, all right." <laughs> but I I see what it's like to, and and I think that you can attest to this. It's like it's so important to have like a very strong nucleus of like a network. Absolutely, just like keep just positive. Yep, yep. yep. Continuing to talk about yep. it because you see how much it helps. Because no, like if someone is a hater, then. Yeah, that negativity could kill you, man. It really could. And you're right. Because there's a couple of officials that I have that could be like, that honestly are like, call me. You have questions? Like, I could answer them for you. You got footage? Okay, let's watch them together. Like, I have one. Shout out to Mike. Mike Sasaki. He's, he's a Houston ref. He does college. And he's Japanese? He's, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think he is. He's Chinese or J Japanese. Sasaki? Yeah. I would hope he's not Chinese. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too versed with, like, Asian yeah, that, that's that's names. a typical Indian because you guys like kind of transcend Asia. Like I, mean, I feel South, like South Asian, you know, that's us. That's us. I'm Southeast Asian. Okay, so there you go. But yeah, yeah but shout out to Mike. Anyway, so like we were on a Zoom call not too long ago, and the footage that I told you that I had, yeah, you know, we went through it, mm -hmm. and I had like a page of notes, and we would talk. Like he's like, all right, pause that. All right, go back. You know, let's talk about why you did this. Why? Why? You know, all the little details. And I was like, you know, he took the time to do that. And I appreciate that. And it's like things like that keeps you motivated. Because I don't, if I didn't have that and I'm just getting shit all the time, like, why would I care? Why would I want to get better? You know, it's just important to have that around you to mm. keep, keep your, keep them positive flow, you know? Right. Now, I know that um, your priorities are going to shift even more, even though you are already a family man, you can have another one. Yes. Um, yeah. You just lost your brother. So. It's that yin and then yang, you know what I'm saying? Like, just living life is just, like, attrition of, like, you know, we talked about that off air. It was just, you know, to me, it was always written that you would, you know, that, that this was going to happen. That you're, Like, I always thought that I would do a podcast at some point that you would reach out to me. And I'm just assuming this. I'm not saying, like, I, like mm -hmm. I wish this or anything because right, I've just been right. living. No, I know. Yeah. But... I mean, it's like a it's like a gift from the sky. Like you you at the chop shop. You out here like we're not doing this on the phone. We're doing this like in person. So yeah, like even if I don't see you in an hour right now, it's like I mean we got this forever. You right. feel me? So no, like no, this will be the feeling that you feel at the time. So like to me, you know that's that's like a big gift that I could give you. But you know moving forward, when you go back to Houston, you have your daughter born. You just lost your brother. Um, how does that change the dynamic of you refing? Like, do you still have ambitions to go as far as you can? Like, what are you trying to do out there? No, no, I'm, I'm 100%. That's always been the goal. It's still the goal. Um, of course, like life, you know, there's so many different layers. And it's sometimes you're more into it than you're not because of, you know, what's happening at the time. But, you know, between full-time work, full-time going to school, grad, you know, trying to graduate in May 22, I'll graduate. So doing that and, you know, taking care of, the wife, the daughter, and, you know, house, you know, houses and all maintenance, you know, that's its own job in, in a sense, you know, it's like totally different response, like different sets of responsibilities that, you know, you're just trying to maintain. So officiating is definitely, you know, sh you know, Shani knows how much love I have for officiating and she's totally supports it. So, you know, that's always going to be the goal and I'm always going to be like 
trying to get better in a way where I could just, you know, see where I go and just, you know, that's truly, I, I could truly say that's my passion. I really can. Like, officiating basketball, especially good basketball, for me, is like, I, I, I get that, I get that energy, I get that juice, I get that feeling, like, you know, I think it's just like the thrill of competition, it's also like sports, you know, it's just, I feel like sports is something that brings people together, you know, sports is always something that like, you, in, in bad times and stuff like that, like, sports always has had a history of like, bringing people together, mm. whether you're black, white, Asian, uh, anything, it just brings people together, so like, I, that's my love for sports, that's like how it is, for, for the longest, it's just, now it's just like a different realm. You wanted the Suns to win or the Bucks to win? <sighs> so that's funny. Um, I initially wanted the Suns to win before the final started. <laughs> Until you started but, seeing Giannis but, play no, no, Kellenberg no, no. volleyball? No, no, not even just before. He played Kellenberg oh, volleyball. He did, yeah. he did. But before even that, it's just like that's only 100% on Devin Booker because I got a lot of love for Devin yeah, Booker. Yeah, but, he, but, but this is young. his next step. But, but that's what I'm saying. This so, next but he's step. young. He got time. Everybody's like, oh, CP3. Jordan did that. CP3. You know, he, yeah. But he's like, everybody's like, oh, CP3, CP3. I don't care if CP3 wins a championship, to be honest with you. I, I personally don't. Yo, he got his money. He it, like, it's not even just about the money. It's just like, honestly, like, he, if he don't win a championship, he don't win a championship. Giannis, I, as soon as I, like, watched Giannis. Once he did the volleyball thing. It's just like. Once he did the Kellenberg volleyball. Remember when you watched my team? Man. You were like, oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> know it's like this. <laughs> man, he, he was serious. So I, I'm happy for Giannis. I wanted Giannis to win. So I, I'm happy, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can, how can you be mad? You, you, you can't be mad. Somebody works like that Giannis, hard. Uh, honestly. I mean, the guy works so hard. He, Very clear. He willed himself there. Yeah. He tr you saw the progression, too. He was. He started in the league when we were still playing. I right. was like, this guy's going to be... He'll yeah. be okay in, like, 10 years. Right. And yeah. here we are, 10 he years He might later. be the most accomplished 26-year-old ever. But that's, Possibly. That's, that, that's, that's its own different thing. But I don't know. I think Donald Trump was popping back then. Oh, 26. I don't know about that. <laughs> he lost me there. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, man. I think this is it, man. I just want to just wrap that up because I really think that this is a timestamp, but I got a good idea for you when we, we'll talk about this off air, but man, I really thank, you know, your friendship just uh, being like one of my first uh, mentors and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to being in your life again, man. No, I appreciate that, man. I, you, you I know what I'm saying? All. Yeah, no. But I felt like you had to learn on your own, man. I have. I, I you have. had to learn on your own. And I think, I think the... Um, the penalty was the time. Yeah. It molds you, man. And it the time is you. over to me. Well, I think you, when you go to different life experiences, like getting married, having kids, and like just doing like real grown adult things that forces you to grow up, it kind of like, it, it changes you. And it changes you for the better. Mm. And I just think I'm like a better person. I'm just trying to improve on myself. That's, That's good. Like, That's good. Yeah, man. So. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? <sighs> just... Man, it's been almost two weeks since I lost my brother. It'll be a two weeks tomorrow. And uh, even though it's still hard talking about it, it's just like, I just I just want people to know that, like, Prince was a giver. And he was, like, a beautiful soul. Like, I've the, the amount of, like, hurt and pain that's been felt around the world. Like, we're getting calls from Africa, Asia, uh, literally Australia. Like, I'm talking about different continents, so many countries, Thailand, India. London, like all these places are just calling and just giving us grief that they didn't even meet my brother, but just his soul was so strong that it reached so many people. Like people knew of him. People that didn't even know him knew him, you know? So like, you know, it's just, it's hard because, you know, he's been with his girl for 12 years, three and a half year old son. 
and I just you know it's just things like this brings people look closer together you know that's true but like at the end of the day we just we just gotta appreciate life man and just like you know if if you love somebody tell me you love them and just like you know I'm kicking myself that I, I wasn't talking to my brother maybe as much as I should have you know but just this is just a lesson of just communicate with your loved ones and tell me you love them so mm. I love you bro I really do you know love you too man yeah it's just like it's just that's that's it man just know that prince was a giver and and he was like one of the best people my first best friend and he taught me a lot mm. he really did mm. so that's it yeah man and as jadakis would say i can't take sh for granted because life is too short yeah. too short yeah. i got a hundred guns a hundred clips i'm from new york boss man Right, Appreciate bro. it, man. We'll do a part two pretty soon, no, man. Got to, man. For Boss Chala, Ralph the Ref, this Thank is the you. ramp. We are signing out. Peace.